California episode, man. And you're tuned in to Absurdist News. <laughs> I don't know what a clown sounds like, dude. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Absurdist News. I'm Marks. I'm Max. I'm Dave. And here on Absurdist News, we're going to go over five crazy news articles upon which one of them is false. And you have to figure out which one that is. And we have our little buddy, the holiday man himself. Max, how do you feel about that title being assigned to you? Terrible. The holiday <laughs> I man. Know, I don't know how this started. I think it sounds it's like a, the April Fool's. I yeah. think it started with April Fool's. It did. Like every single holiday but, afterwards. But holiday man sounds like a C-list Batman villain. Really? I thought it sounded very cheerful. I thought it sounded very cheerful, too. It's just like, oh, shit. Here's Max, the holiday man, as he uh-huh. busts in. We're in a Christmas center. I guess we have okay, two Okay, don't do that. As, as, as you all know, real Thanksgiving is this Thursday. Or it happened a month ago. And so as holiday man, I decided to do a Thanksgiving episode. Makes sense. Turns out there's not very much good Thanksgiving news, so I thought, how about a Black Friday episode? You know, you got them back to back. Turns out Black Friday has some good fake news, but uh, all the true news is very sad. And as also... Well, that kind of fits in with As the holiday man, I'm also the sad man. (laughs) But I'm trying to... uh, (laughs) I'm trying to get rid of that title. So instead of doing sad news part, like, four, (laughs) I, uh, I went to just kind of food, restaurants, consumption in general as our topic. So I guess this is food part two. I like the idea of Holiday Man going from house to house, delivering sadness to everyone. <laughs> Who are you I mean, gonna get this time, Holiday Man <laughs> or Sad Man? <laughs> that, that, that's your C-list Batman villain. <laughs> Both of them are the same person technically, so it's just like, oh shit, what are we gonna do? It's Sad Man. What if it's Holiday Man? I don't know. You don't know I what you're gonna get. Work. It's it's a scary thing. Much like we don't know what we're about to get, Dave. And without further ado, hit us with that first article, Max. All right. Article number one. Customer dies of heart attack at the Heart Attack Grill in Vegas. A daily customer and unofficial mascot for the Heart Attack Grill, a Las Vegas diner infamous for its calorie-laden menu and waitresses and nurse garb, has died of an apparent heart attack. The latest in a string of incidents that evoke the restaurant's Restaurants. Ominous name. According to the Las Vegas Sun, 52-year-old John Alman died Monday after collapsing last week as he waited at a bus stop in front of the restaurant. Is that it? Uh, Is that it? Let me end. I'm just skipping a couple paragraphs. (laughs) Well, let me just say uh, ahead of time, you can't sue the restaurant for false advertisement. Yeah, they definitely let you know. That's for sure. The the slogan is actually a burger to die for. It gives free well, meals to people who weigh more than 350 pounds, and a sign reads, Caution, this establishment is bad for your health. In February 2012, a man was hospitalized with an apparent heart problem after eating a 6,000-calorie triple <laughs> bypass burger. 6,000 <laughs> calories? Two months later, a woman suffered from a similar medical problem while reportedly eating a double bypass burger. So, do they make you sign a waiver before you eat this... this- this four-digit burger? I don't think so. I don't know why you would, you would have to. Well, okay. I know they're advertising, hey, uh, heart attack grill and everything like that. They also but sell I... wine, beer, and cigarettes. Jeez. So, 
But I would imagine they're going to cover themselves even more if, like, hey, you got to sign this paper. I know you, you, we said you may die, but you really may die. Sign this paper. You can, you can die from anything, right? That's well, true. You can die from anything. Like, that I is, could die from eating at a Wendy's. That's, that's true, but they never... Okay. I never heard We're, of a restaurant... I never hear Wendy saying, hey, we have this, uh, this, uh, this AIDS burger. You may die from it. <laughs> this guy has... I may have gone to an extreme. I apologize. But... <laughs> yeah. Start, starting already, are we, Dave? Huh? Sorry, that's the first like 15 minutes will go by until like, you I make could... something very inflammatory. <laughs> I could get six thousand dollars or six thousand calories worth of food at Wendy's. I could eat that. I mean, that's true. Well, okay. The thing is, is like this whole heart attack grill thing. Yes. That's just marketing. Triple bypass burger, double bypass burger. That's all clever marketing. But the real question is, and Dave, you can answer this. Would you eat here? Uh, not if it's 6,000 calories. Max, would you eat that? You get a single bypass burger. <laughs> what is that, 3,000 calories? I think it's about two. 2,000? Okay, very good. Dude, I would, Max, would you eat I there? I would totally eat there. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I would totally eat there, <laughs> no, too. No, you're all going <laughs> to die. Dude, Max, we could fucking kill a gym session and go to the heart attack grill. <laughs> it's going to take you... As long as it's within the first half hour after working Dude, out. No, it's, 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 it's going to take yeah. you 24 straight hours to burn off those calories with no oh, sleep. What's that, Dave? Sorry, I couldn't hear you over me lifting over here, getting those <laughs> curls for the girls in. Oh yeah! Wow, girls, <laughs> curls for the girls. All right, yeah. you, don't you, forget you. to do some squats for the thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Can you sound any more douchier than squat got, for the that, thoughts? Those are the only two I know. <laughs> was, uh, I hadn't heard that second one. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good. Okay. All right, Max. Uh, article number two. Mark article... has experience. I just learned that. This apparently. He has, experience, he has experience with Mark's, the thoughts. Mark's fucks. <laughs> article number two. I am the one who doesn't use the title. That will not be the title. Thank you very much. Article number two. Australians make beer out of belly button length. Craft breweries oh, are known for experimentation, and Seven Cent Brewery in Australia is no exception. Since its founding three years ago, the brewers have tackled brewing the Brewing Goze, a German-style beer, and put their own twist on it by infusing the beer with black clams. But their latest batch has a very peculiar taste. Later this month, they will debut belly button beer brewed with yeast collected from the brewer's belly buttons. Ugh. Oh, God. According to according to reports, the three beer makers swabbed their navels and streaked them on agar plates. Agar plates? Is that science? Agar. Thank you. Agar. <laughs> agar. Ag- agar. It's agar. a jar? No, it's agar. <laughs> it's a jar? <laughs> it's a jar, uh, yeah. Let's go with that. They isolated, they isolated the yeasts, then grew them in the amounts that could be used in beer production. It's perfectly safe. Yeast is yeast. This beer is no different to any other beer out there. We weren't sure if it was going to work, and we were really stoked to see that it did. Ugh. I... Okay, wait. I have, I have no comment. Okay, we're gonna science this for a second. We are entering into the science portion of the podcast. Whoa. I figure since we're doing the science portion of the podcast uh, every so often, I should. I, I was gonna make, like, a line to, like, enter into it. So that's gonna be the line. What'd you guys think? That we we need better imaging, but that's the best we got so far. So let's. I want, okay, cool. I want music <laughs> and like alarms, like science alarms. 
What? What? <laughs> what <laughs> science alarm? What is a science alarm? <laughs> like, I, I, I want to hear the science alarm. Like, do you know a science alarm? Like when science no. happens? <laughs> no, I don't know. A, what? Why don't you show us, Max? I want like, to hear I, the science alarm. I can't do it. Like a laser, maybe. Like, pew, pew, pew. Oh, like a pew. <laughs> kind of lame, but the science portion is kind of lame, so. <laughs> I mean, all right. All right Anyways. Mark, get to the science the portion. Yes. Um, so, did they, like, where are they growing the yeast? in the belly button like they said right well yeah it's it's like in the belly button but they swab it and then they have to like multiply the cells in order it for them to divide right? does not say it does it's not, not say part. uh okay so technically if there's yeast in your belly button sure. which i think is the biggest thing that i'm a little bit skeptical of you could like grow a whole quality of yeast based off of belly button lint but i don't know that Yeast would live in where your belly button is. Well, at least according to Australia, that's they, where, they where do, found it. Where does yeast live? In the, I mean, in it the can yeast grow store. in like yeah, in yeast homes. Come on, Max. Did you I not guess. know this already? Jesus oh, Christ, Yeastylvania. So, yeast. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. You didn't. <laughs> that wasn't even that funny, but it got me good. Thank <laughs> you. I'll take it. But you can Damn buy it. Okay. yeast in like jars. Yeah, like they can grow in pretty like, like they grow pretty easily. I think is the thing. But does does it say what kind of flavor this beer is or no? Um, it doesn't, but it does say that they competed. Like the three brewers, uh, went ahead with. They each made so, their own beer with their own belly button lint and chose oh, the wow. one that was the best. A belly button well, competition, kind of fun. Beer. <laughs> yeah. This uh, strawberry. <laughs> Wait, what? You've got what? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's strawberry belly button beer. There's uh, whatever they probably use the 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 cloth, so cotton belly button beer. It's ugh. You know what would suck if you were an Audi? Oh, that means no beer for you. Are you sure? Yeah, exactly. Well, you, how would you have belly like, button lint? I, I'm not familiar with Audis because they're freaks. But <laughs> I also too am not familiar with Audis. <laughs> I am from what I've seen before. There are like some. It kind of like goes in and out, like a, like a. Go on. Shit, I have a very odd example. I don't remember what they're called. They're like the popping toys you used to have as a kid. They're like what? What? Dome popping toy. Does that? Uh, oh shit! I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm about. talking about? Okay. What are those yeah, called? I do know what you're talking about. You mean I like, have no idea? Like the game Trouble? Like those dome things? No, there's like a little dome. Oh yeah, that figured. <laughs> that, yep, you cleared it up now. Mark's Mark, can you explain it any better than that? Nah, you're swimming in the deep end on this one, buddy. That cleared everything up. I mean, no, why didn't I think of that? Mark knows what I'm talking about. Uh, for the sake of this argument, pretend I'm not here. <laughs> but like it's, um, I guess. Uh, I, I guess it's called. Okay. No. That's yeah, not I, I know what it, I know what you're talking about, Max. Yeah, but, but that's what the could. that's what the, the Audi looks like. Kind okay. of. So you could have some lint. So there, they're like but... nooks and crannies around this, around the edges. <laughs> nice. So maybe nooks and crannies. yeast would grow better. Huh. Dave, do you think that this is legit? I don't think so. I I I honestly have no comment about this stupid article. It's hey. it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've okay. Interesting. Don't Back take any offense to article. it, Max. I call everything stupid. I'm offended. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a you choice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Max, next article. Article number three. 
Chinese noodle shop laces noodles with opium to keep customers coming back. Well, now I don't know what to believe anymore. Ever eat something so good, so addictive, that you thought maybe, just maybe, it was too good? Oh, yes. (laughs) All the time. (laughs) On a recent day in the northern Chinese province of Shanxi, Shan, Shanzi? Shanzi? Go with that one. A 26-year-old know what you're reading. A 26-year-old so. <laughs> man named Lu Jio had a, had a similar thought to the noodles he had just eaten. While the routine traffic stopped to deter drunk driving, Lu took a urine test and was shocked to find that he tested positive for opiates. He claimed he had never used any drug like that in his life, but police weren't convinced and threw him <laughs> into detention where he stayed for 15 days. Holy shit. <laughs> Loose Ford had something to do with the noodles. They had been too good. <laughs> he asked his family to test out his theory. Would they eat the noodle shop's noodles? They did, took a drug test, and all tested positive for opium. <laughs> wow. The police then started looking into the noodle shop's owner, who confessed he had been adding parts of a poppy plant to his noodles so customers would keep coming back. The owner concluded he bought 4.4 pounds of poppy blood... But Poppy Buds, for a little less than $100, he then mashed it into a fine powder, which he poured into his noodle mix. So, these guys were just getting high on opioids then, right? Yeah, well, they were eating food. That was... I mean, yeah. Opiate. That's... Yeah. <laughs> Opiated? I mean, we all been there. Like, We've we all had been a, there. We all okay, have. Well, hold on a second. Have now, you been opiated before, Dave? No, but I feel I had the cinnamon roll one time, and I feel like man, this is this is like crack yeah, cocaine. Else. So <laughs> I I can understand where this shop's going through. Okay, but keep in mind, you say it is like crack cocaine, but in this you case, know what it, it is crack cocaine. <laughs> it is crack cocaine. How about that? I'm eating crack cocaine, marks. Just like isn't this basically the whole coke scandal? I mean, if you're gonna get oh, yeah. drugged against your knowledge, you. This is okay, probably one of the best ways to do it, right? With noodles? Yeah. It's like, hmm, <laughs> I really oh, like I those noodles. Of, no, I can think of other foods that I'd rather get drugged with. It's just like food in like general. <laughs> oh, there's cinnamon rolls. There's ice cream. <laughs> oh, it all cookies. comes back to the cinnamon rolls. <laughs> Bra- Look, man, if you ever come to Miami, all right, there's this farm that's open seasonally, and they make fresh cinnamon rolls, and it's to die for. All right, people Are you wait. sure they aren't lacing it with drugs? That sounds like something they would do with lacing with drugs. <laughs> I don't know, but listen, waiting in that line for an hour and a half is totally worth it. So I think an hour and a half, Dave. Psycho. Yes, Fuck. it's that good. It is that good. I uh, these. This is the best cinnamon rolls in the history of man. All right, well, write Max, that down. Uh, what are you doing in, like, March? Do you want to go to Miami, go to a farm, and get some crack? I mean, some noodles? <laughs> they might as well sell crack. How many can I I'm buy? Su- <laughs> they come in the a dozen. The powdered sugar is actually just crack. <laughs> you get a dozen cracked cinnamon rolls. And you will enjoy life. You will be higher than the spaceman in March. All I'm saying is he could expand his business, you know, get a couple drug dealers on his payroll. Then, you know, you meet the drug dealer in the back. It's like, yo, how many cinnamon rolls do you want? And then he'll just like, oh, I want like what three if? cinnamon rolls. You get handed three cinnamon rolls. The police is like, are you guys dealing drugs? And they'd be like, no, I'm just dealing cinnamon rolls. But the cinnamon rolls are the drugs. They'll understand. They'll let you move along. What, yeah, what if we turned it around where they sold cinnamon rolls to drug dealers? Then drug dealers gave out cinnamon rolls with their drugs to keep customers coming back. <laughs> oh, that's <Whoa>. perfect. <laughs> that's, that's some Breaking Bad type level right there. 
if you are a drug dealer listening to this episode, please feel free to reach out to Max for all of his genius business inquiries and feel free to add him to your business plan if you would like to. I also, also give relationship advice. advice. That's he true. does give relationship <laughs> advice. So, you know, he can help you with your drug business and with your relationship with uh, Betty Sue because, as we know, things haven't been looking too great, have wait, they? Wait, who? Betty yeah. Sue? Yeah, Betty Sue. Who the hell's Betty Sue? The ah, drug the dealer's parapod. girl. Oh, well, okay. I wouldn't say that. No disrespect, Mr. Drug Dealer. That was all on Max, who you'll be dealing with exactly, so have fun, Max. Great. We need Article host. number four. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start looking at who we could use to replace Max now. <laughs> so, Dave, you were, you were talking a little bit about um, cinnamon rolls. Oh, really? Yeah. Is this a new article? Yeah, it, it is. That was the title. Now, how do you feel about Cinnabon? I love Cinnabon. Oh no, what's happening with Cinnabon? Cinnabon. Um, Cinnabon defends $800 million contract to manufacture pastries for Saudi Arabia. What? <laughs> uh, Cinnabon has to be patriotic, apparently. Responding to overwhelmingly harsh criticism of their decision to sign a contract worth close to a billion dollars with the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, representatives of the Cinnabon Corporation spoke out Wednesday to defend the practice of supplying the monarchy with their iconic, flavorsome cinnamon rolls. After meeting extensively with represent representatives of... I can't pronounce the name of this, but it's the <laughs> king of Saudi Arabia. Uh, including reviewing their plans for prospective stores... Prospective stores in Saudi Arabia, we have no reason to believe that the Saudi government has plans to do anything unethical with our baked goods. So CEO Katrina Cole responding to complaints of... <clears throat> Sorry. Are you okay? Did you get shot? <laughs> no, I'm just Saudi Arabia got him. <laughs> <laughs> first the journalist, now Max. No, Re- first responding to complaints of quote-unquote <laughs> anti-patriotism on behalf of the company. We are a global pastry company with bakery facilities in almost 50 countries, and we don't believe that supplying Saudis should be viewed as an overtly political act. (laughs) Okay. I mean... Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's just food, when you think about it. Just think about it. The Cinnabon, like, CEO, he's sitting there, right? He's just like, you know what's an untapped market? The Middle East. You know, that... (laughs) That Saudi Arabian king, I think he really likes Cinnabon. I saw him post on Instagram the other day. He was eating some Cinnabon. Why don't we get in contact with him? Cut to one week later. Why are they saying we're not patriotic? $800 million. How much money does Saudi Arabia have? They got a lot of money, dude. Don't they have like, yeah, it's uh, mostly like their main export is oil, I think. Yeah, but I thought we'd take all that. Well, yeah, well, that's they why got, they're so rich. Well, yeah, they but got do we the, take it, like, legally? Or? No, but they got Yeah, the, we buy it from them, Max. I mean, I mean, we should legally, but do we? I'm pretty yes. sure we do. Well, they, they're, uh, there's a lot of money in Saudi Arabia. Like, uh, for WWE, they, they went to Saudi Arabia recently, and despite all the controversies, they were giving them a lot of money. So, I'm not sure how much they money, how much money they have to put in for... A Cinnabon business, but it's not out of the ordinary. I don't, I don't know eight hundred million dollars, but it's not out of the ordinary. I mean, to be fair, isn't Saudi Arabia? I don't know too much about it, but isn't their big thing 
just like we've got so much money here we're just gonna throw it at things and then own them because i think they own a lot of like soccer teams like for no reason just because they have a lot of money i don't know if that's true or not but again like i said a couple of sites ago i it wouldn't surprise me huh saudi arabia imagine being saudi the king of saudi arabia right now and just being like you know I just really wanted some Cinnabon, and now they're making this all political, and now I might not get my Cinnabon? Come on, guys. <laughs> That's what happens. When you, when you want a Cinnabon for some for whatever reason, I don't know why, just it just becomes political. Don't you hate that? <laughs> really t- terrible. <laughs> like, the, he wanted a Burger King, but he, he realized, oh, I have to deal with this monarchy, and this, <laughs> I, I don't want this political monarchy. No, I imagine he was How probably many? more on the lines of, like, I am the king. Dude. No Burger King in here. <laughs> <laughs> I am the king of all burgers. Saudi Arabia burgers. Dude, dude, how many American companies operate in the Middle East? Is that a thing? Do we know? I have um, no idea. And we I, can't look it up because then we don't want to spoil it. Oh, so Max, Max can that's look it on up. you. Yeah, yeah. Max, you, you can look it up. Um, but fast food Middle East. This is this is great podcasting, by the way. Yeah, they definitely have a McDonald's, right? <laughs> oh yeah, uh, everyone has a McDonald's. Everyone yes. has a McDonald's. I think Disney has a McDonald's. Hell has a McDonald's. You can, you can go to <laughs> Heaven anywhere. Heaven even has a McDonald's. It's pretty weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. Anywhere you go, there's a McDonald's. Ronald McDonald's you know, somewhere. You know how they said, like, in Purgatory, nothing exists? Uh-huh. McDonald's you can get is there. some pretty good fries there. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's <laughs> if it's you're pretty lucky, dope. <laughs> if you're lucky, there's a 7-Eleven, too. Uh, not, not as often as the McDonald's. What about Starbucks? Starbucks is everywhere. Starbucks is everywhere, but they're not McDonald's everywhere. They yeah. haven't reached into that afterlife market yet. You know, they're still growing. They're still growing. <laughs> well, they better be careful because Saudi Arabia may, may uh, spend money in that uh, afterlife market. All right, oh, yeah, from that's my true. from my very little research, there are definitely some Kuwait. 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 What's so, Kuwait. What's that? That's it's a country. A, it's a country. Yeah. Oh, okay. Are you? No, we're not telling you to wait. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very confused. It's like, can you wait? <laughs> Can you wait? Can you wait? Can you wait? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you decided to be Australian or something. I don't know, Max. <laughs> yeah, wait, mate. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what he was doing. He, you got him, Mark. <sighs> okay, Max, last article. Let's All do it. All right. Last article. How an entirely fake restaurant became London's hottest reservation. A London-based writer illustrated how easy it is to manipulate review sites like TripAdvisor by pushing a non-existent restaurant to the top spot in all of London. Uh, Vice writer Uba Butler apparently had a bit of experience with review sites before, which inspired him to create The Shed at Dulwich, which was literally the backyard cottage he calls home. Butler set up an account for his restaurant using a cheap disposable phone and just didn't provide an address, saying it was appointment only. But simultaneously deflected inquisitive debunkers and created an air of exclusivity that was key to the triumph of his fakery. He faked photos of food, using shaving cream, bleach tablets, and his own feet into convincing mock-ups of gourmet dishes. What? (laughs) Yep, it doesn't go into any more detail from that. That's all the detail we need. <laughs> he recruited. He then recruited friends to write glowing reviews, each of them unique and posted from different computers to help defeat TripAdvisor's fraud detection system. Things quickly got a little out of hand. From the very bottom of TripAdvisor's charts, his fake restaurant steadily climbed the London rankings. He started getting emails and phone calls requesting non-existent reservation spots, with interest only amping up when he started telling callers the shed was fully booked for the next six weeks. 
I I can't wrap my head around this feet thing. Like <laughs> he took his he took pictures of his actual feet. Of I'll why is that a delicacy? I'll, that he's I'll see if I can uh, if I can find the picture itself and uh, we'll put it on the WordPress. The if first that still ever. The first it ever exists. human feet. <laughs> I mean, okay, oh, so the first ever human feet. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. You could die. That's it. The first ever human feet. You could die with tomatoes, spinach, and an order of fries. I think we've now established that Dave, not a foot guy, not totally a foot fair. guy. Who is not, not a, a good guy. foot? Not me. That's for sure. Yeah, Ooh. we're not. No one, if you're a foot guy, uh, let us know, please, at absurdistnews.com. <laughs> that doesn't exist, Dave. Hit us up yeah, on Twitter no, at absurdist no. underscore news. <laughs> Wait, we're gonna create. A, I'm gonna create a Yelp for absurdistnews.com. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. If you had to make a fake restaurant, what would you call it? Because the shed is pretty good. Not gonna lie, that's a pretty good fake restaurant. Is it? It sounds just like like hipster enough, but like bougie enough. It sounds like a bar. Get. I could do a bar called the shed. Well, you could do like a gourmet bar type thing. You know. Was... Gonna... What would you call your restaurant? Um, Sloppy Joe's. Wow, is that trademarks? <laughs> I, I would think so, yeah. Every I single so. every single employee is named Joe, and they're all real sloppy. <laughs> okay, you're supposed to get good reviews, remember? I don't. Uh, th- you just said fake restaurant. <laughs> Your restaurant is not going to pass any uh, health code violation. It's not going to yeah, pass any health. We code. also only serve pizza rolls. <laughs> <laughs> not even cinnamon. Man, you're not going to get the Saudi Arabia king like that. No, yeah. not at all. They're good pizza rolls. <laughs> Dave, what would your fake restaurant be called? Um, it'll be called the Bag. <laughs> okay, why the Bag? The Bag. I don't know. It's just cool because I feel like if you um, What's if you bag? order out, uh, yeah, you could order out and be like, "Hey, bag it," and then they'll put the food in the bag, and then boom, that's it. You just you just go. What, what if it's oh, just shit. a mystery bag and you don't know what you're gonna get? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just sell a five dollar mystery bag. That's right. Max gets it. He's like, "I'll have the mystery bag. It could be pizza. You can have it could be jelly beans." Ever. Feet, human feet. <laughs> yeah, it's a second episode. Sometimes right? you get literal human feet. <laughs> That's right. So if you ask for the the mystery bag, like Max says, you know it could be anything: chicken nuggets, jelly beans, gerbils. A, you don't know. A dozen co- opium laced cinnabons. <laughs> That's right. So there you go. Literally just weed. <laughs> <laughs> That's a ten dollar bag, Max. <laughs> Ah, yes, the $10 mystery bag, not on the menu. (laughs) You know, sometimes when you get the mystery bag, you even get a cop with it. So hopefully it doesn't mix and match with the unfortunate combination of the cocaine (laughs) and the cop, because then you're just going to get arrested. You you know how Starbucks You buy the $5 mystery bag and the $10 mystery bag, but the $5 (laughs) mystery bag is a cop. (laughs) Freeze, motherfucker, get on the ground. You know know how sometimes Starbucks has, like, the secret menu? Or you can get like different flavors. I have a secret menu in the bag. It's just what weed. is it? <laughs> it's uh, I got drugs. It's not weed, okay? Gosh. It's okay. Dave's going to get in touch with the farmers that make the cinnamon rolls. And then that way, he's going to get into the drug business. We're all right. joining the drug business. That's like, so, we really Dave, are. we already thought of your fake restaurant name, but what's your drug dealer name now? Oh, my. It's a. Uh, Papa D- Smurf? You seem like a Papa Smurf type. No, guy. it's a uh, D titty. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, my boy, get D titty over there. <laughs> my drug dealer name is Marcus Wong. <laughs> you know what? I'm just gonna go with Max Buick too. Hey. And then 
You know, we'll go. We'll be Sweet, back I'm out of it. Marcus, <laughs> you realize that the D titty. <laughs> Let me uh, just say right now, any cops listening to this podcast, we are not drug dealers. Yes. We are just joking. Uh, but yeah. if you were interested in buying the ten dollar mystery bag, oh yeah, that's, bag, that's for sale. That's for get sale. Get in touch right with now. my boy D titty. <laughs> Tweet us at, at absurdist news. We'll put up. We'll put, we'll put our we have a store? up there. Can we get big enough? When we get big enough, can we have a store and say ten dollar mystery bag? Just to sell we it. Need, we need to put ten dollars worth of stuff in there, though. What we got oh, figured out? Who? I'll figure it's it out. A mystery I'll figure bag. it out. <laughs> yeah, hold on a second. The mystery bag doesn't have to be ten dollars value. It just has to be a mystery. Some, if we get lazy, we can just put a ten dollar bill in a fucking Target plastic bag and send it to someone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't the cost of shipping be more than the ten dollars? We'll do free shipping. Oh, okay, yeah, that's that's a viable. Business. You gotta, you gotta think, Marks. Come on, <laughs> think, Marks. Right. Sorry, I don't do that enough. That's All right, why Max, you're not a savvy We're never gonna now. open the absurdist news store this way. <laughs> you know, this is probably for the best. We can retire our D titty Marcus Wong and Max View Egg personas. How about that? Uh, sh- I don't want to retire my persona. <laughs> it's gonna be very confusing when one of you guys is arrested, but not really. <laughs> Which, who would it be? <laughs> um, I think we know, Max. Yeah, but which Max? <laughs> That's the question. God damn it! <laughs> I right, just imagine they, like, they, they arrest you, Max, and they're like, "What's your name?" Marcus Wong. They look at the profile. You're not Asian. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Article number one. We actually do have a thing we do on this podcast about articles. In case you oh, guys really? have forgotten. <laughs> Article number one: Customer dies of heart attack at the Heart Attack Grill in Vegas. Article number two, Australians make beer out of belly button lint. Article number three, Chinese noodles shop laces noodles with opium to keep customers coming back. Article number four, Cinnabon defends $800 million contract to manufacturer, manufacturer, manufacture pastries for Saudi Arabia. And how an entirely fake restaurant became London's hottest reservation. Marks, Dave, discuss. Uh, Marks, I believe the first and the last article is true. I agree. With um, you, D Titty. You're down to three. <laughs> Thank Max you, Max. And D Titty. <laughs> <laughs> Can that be our sign off, by the way? Um, <laughs> this episode, sure. <laughs> all right, cool. Um, the, o- the opium thing, the Chinese noodles, I believe, I'm down to either the Lent or the Cinnabon. I believe the Cinnabon. Okay. Okay. I think that is just enough politicalness. That did make sense, but you know what I mean. Yes. Um, it's sure. just enough that it could be real. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little skeptical on the opium. Really? Especially given that opium is a very hot public health topic right now. Okay. So, I don't know. That one. That one's a little suspicious to me. Don't, also, too, if someone got that's... detained in a jail in China, we would have heard about it. But wait a minute. You think that's more suspicious than than belly button lint beer? No, but also it's Australia, you know. Okay, I get that. But lint beer. Like, I come mean, on. If... Like, right now in your belly button, you have beer. Potential beer. That's well, what it's basically the same. I a lot of belly button lint. So I don't have beer, do I? Well, oh no! Mean, yeah, there you go. Think about that oh. one. Okay, so you you seem pretty honed in on the Australian belly button beer. I I am. I mean, the the one 
the only one I think that could combat is the Cinnabon things. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, <clears throat> I'm stumped. Like it's between Cinnabon or the or the Australian beer. Okay, I'm going with the Chinese noodles with opium. Interesting. Oh man, I can't make a decision. This sucks. Um, trust your heart, Dave. I don't trust no, your heart. no, it's, it's <laughs> stupid. Um, <laughs> wait, my heart is stupid. I said it. You heard okay. it here first. Um, uh, all right, with no confidence at all. Uh, I'm going with the Australian belly button thing. All right, all right. Thank you for your answers, friends. You're welcome. Let's hear it. Uh, customer dies of heart attack at the Heart Attack Grill in Vegas is true, as yes. is how an entirely fake restaurant became London's hottest reservation. Yes. I actually uh, have heard that story before, so I was. I think I had too, but it came out in 2017, so I was I, like, I, maybe, maybe I'll get away with it. I, I heard of the Heart Attack Grill. I never heard of the the fake restaurant. So hmm. maybe Max, we were talking about it, but anyway, really, maybe. I <laughs> no, I, I was talking about it with someone. Someone told me this a couple of years ago. Huh? Maybe. <laughs> Chinese noodle shop laces noodles with opium what? to keep customers coming back from the Washington Post is true. It's a Cinnabon. It's the damn Cinnabon. Marks, it's you have, Cinnabon. <laughs> Marks, 2014. You should have asked for the date. Oh, that would have actually... Oh, man. <laughs> it's the damn Cinnabon. I knew it. It's the damn Cinnabon. Australians make beer out of belly button lint is true. <laughs> It's the it. Cinnabon. I Cinnabon freaking knew it. Cinnabon defends $800 million contract to manufacture pastries for Saudi Arabia is false. From I knew it. a I site we freaking... actually surprisingly don't use much, The Onion. Oh. oh, wow. Wow, classic article right there. I knew it. I, 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 mm. ah, I hate me, stupid heart. <laughs> Damn it, D-Titty. Calm down. So... I need my cinnamon rolls. I need my crack. <laughs> okay, go to the farm. We'll see you in an hour and a half. Oh, I need to find an Amish person. Go fuck his oh. wife. <laughs> the Amish people make the cinnamon rolls. I'm just letting you know now. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, the cinnamon rolls, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, that icing is, is actually uh, okay. She's got a nice pair of cinnamon rolls on her. <laughs> Why did you say that? <laughs> that's, a, that's a callback to our Amish episode. The Amish episode, that's true. Oh, man, go check it out. All right, well, congratulations, Max. Thank you. You duped us on this very Thanksgiving uh, Black Friday episode. Hey. It's very, very timely. I'm I'm going (laughs) to... I don't even know what the right words I was going to say there were. I'm firing back at you. (laughs) My brain was like, bloop, and I was like, that's cool, I guess. Okay, Um, if you enjoyed listening to this episode of Absurdist News, then consider subscribing to our show. We put out episodes every single Wednesday, and we're on every single podcasting platform, whether that's Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, all those cool little apps. And if you think that you really did like this one, then consider leaving us a review. That helps us get up in the algorithms, and that way more people can see our show, and we can spread the good word. Just like you, if you want to spread the good word of Absurdist News, then tell a friend. We run roughly about 40 minutes per episode, and during this 40 minutes, uh, you can be like driving to work or something, because commuting sucks, but not when you're listening to us. I should market that somehow. Anyways, if you enjoyed 
listening to this and you want to interact with us, then hit us up on Twitter. We're at Absurdist underscore news. And last but not least, if you want to see the articles and contact with us, you can head over to absurdistnews.wordpress.com. I think that just about covers it. Uh, congratulations once again, Marcus Wong. You, uh, you figured it out. Thank you, Max. You figured us out. Yeah. Thank Thanks. you, D-Titty. Yeah, no <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, with that, uh, thank you for listening to Absurdist News. Uh, I'm Max Vueg. I'm Marcus Wong. <laughs> I'm D-Titty! <laughs> and we'll catch you next Wednesday for a brand new episode of Absurdist News. See you then. And when, they, when the drug dealers see us, hey, man, where, where them titties at? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>